This is Reflections on Investing with the Cornell Capital Group. Episode 39, Discount Rates and Realized Returns. Hello, and welcome to Reflections on Investing with the Cornell Capital Group. Today, we're going to talk about one of the most misunderstood yet important ideas in finance and investing. Eugene Fama made it a centerpiece of his acceptance speech when he received the Nobel Prize. And even though it's not particularly complex, it can be tricky and misunderstood. So be aware today we're going to actually work with some numbers to explain exactly the relationship between future expected returns and the actual returns you're realizing at the current time. So let's go over to the computer and get started. And we'll start with bonds because bonds are easier to work with because the cash flows you get are fixed by contract. In fact, I'm going to be looking at treasury bonds where the cash flows are promised payments from the United States Treasury. But there's still an important relationship between the returns that you earn and the expected returns that you expect in the future. Okay, let's get started. So here we are at the computer. And at the end of 2021, the yield on a 10-year U.S. Treasury bond was 1.52%. So if you bought that bond for $1,000, that's the price of the bond, you would earn over the next 10 years 1.52%. The question we have to ask is what happens if the market environment changes? What happens if the interest rate that is required to issue new bonds is higher than 1.52%. That is, what if there's a change in the discount rate? And let's see what happens. If it rises to 4%, which it's getting close to now, the return you earn over the next six months isn't 1.52% anymore, or uh, 0.76%, half of a year's return, It's minus 20%. Ouch. What's happened is the rise in the discount rate has depressed the price, so you get a big negative return. Well, you might say, now, wait a minute, uh, Professor Cornell. When I bought that bond, the government promised to pay me 1.52% over 10 years. How could I lose 20%? Well, here's what's happening you're actually going to lose that 20% over the first six months when interest rates rise. Once interest rates have risen and the bond price has fallen, then you're going to earn 4% on your money at the new lower price. And when you average these two things together over 10 years, the initial drop, then the 4% earnings, you get to the 1.52%. But notice, if you put off buying the bond, waited till the discount rate rose, then you'd earn a full 4% on your money the entire time. And this same calculation is what happens with stocks. If investors become skittish and nervous and start requiring higher rates of return going forward on common stock, what happens is you get a big negative return right now. 
and that's what we've experienced in the stock market, followed by a period of higher expected future returns. So that's the complexity that Professor Fama constantly stressed, is that when investors start requiring higher future returns, the way they get those higher future returns is a drop in the stock price right now. So you get an inverse relationship between the discount rate as it goes up to 4%. That means in the year's future, investors are going to earn more on their bonds or their stock, but they do so because of the large negative return now. So this is something to bear in mind that during a period of time when the market is rising sharply, as it did during much of the post-COVID period, it was because investors were requiring lower future returns so that the higher rising prices were indicative not of a higher future market, but of lower returns in the future. I hope this has not all been too confusing, but it's worth uh, getting in touch with the Cornell Capital Group and getting the spreadsheet so that you can work with the calculations yourself. They are perhaps the most important thing to understand in trying to project long-run future returns on both stocks and bonds, for that matter. Now, it might seem like all the details I've gone through today is a bunch of mathematical, theoretical gobbledygook, but that is not the case. In practical empirical research work, uh, Professor Fama showed that long-run stock market returns are predictable, and they're predictable based on valuations using the mathematics that I've explained today. At the Cornell Capital Group, we attempt to provide investors with the best possible long-run performance by taking account of the calculations that I've explained based on research by Professor Fama. This has been Reflections on Investing with the Cornell Capital Group. For more information, please visit www.cornell-capital.com. This podcast is being made available for educational purposes only and should not be used for any other purpose. The information contained herein does not constitute and should not be construed as an offering of advisory services or an offer to sell or solicitation to buy any securities or related financial instruments in any jurisdiction.